So, Paul, can you tell M um, that it's time to start the podcast? Uh, yeah, M. Uh, Helen says it's time to start the podcast. Um, Paul, can you tell Helen I know that? Uh, and I was waiting for her to do her introduction. Uh, yeah, uh, Helen, M says she knows that. She's waiting for you to do the introduction. <laughs> okay, um, Paul, can you just tell M that I'll, I'll do the introduction now? Um, she's going to do the introduction now. Can I just say, this is going to be a very long podcast. <laughs> Love joy, actually. <laughs> okay, well, without further ado, welcome to Love Joy, actually. It's a recap podcast about Lovejoy. Um, yeah, so I'm Helen. I'm Em. And I'm Paul. Sorry, I was taking a mouthful of blue gin. We should have introduced, like, Em, um, can you introduce Helen? <laughs> we're not going to keep this up. We're just, we're going to get, we're going to get very confused. Um, but you'll probably guess which episode we're talking about if you are familiar with the episode uh, from what we've been doing. Um, I do have a cocktail, but I will let Helen explain what episode we're on and what it's all about first. Okay. So we're on Series 6, Episode 7. So we're getting near the end now, guys. Sad Over thing. halfway through Series 6. God, it's very sad. I'm really sad about that. Series 6, Episode 7 is called Breaking the Broker. Um, and EKTV Play, as usual, gives us such an insight. <laughs> Tell me what you think about the like general description. So, more adventures with the canny dealer... Mm. Quite quite good mm. so far. I don't think they've used canny before, but it's quite a good word. They haven't, actually. Very good. Maybe they've got a new chap on the writing. Yeah, know. yeah. The canny dealer and his slightly shady mates. Slightly, yes. I mean, the mates are not really shady. They're not well, actually, shady. Tinker's a bit shady. But that's very mean on the, the women. Beth and Neither Charlotte. of the women are the least bit shady. That's not on, I feel. I know. He's the, that's... I, no, not happy with that. I would say I maybe some of his business associates are a little bit shady, but they're not his mates. They're not his no, mates. they're absolutely I not know. his mates. It's not on. I know. If anything, he's the shady one in this episode. Yeah, he is. Um, absolutely. So, and then what actually happens today? A red-faced tinker is arrested for possession of some dubious erotic antiques. <laughs> Which, Which is what happens initially. but It's what happens at the very beginning. It has really nothing to do with that but i did think em would like it because it involves the women's institute i did i did very much enjoy it so i thought that she was in it also it was written by douglas watkinson and i think it was douglas watkinson is the person i forgot when we guested on midsummer maniacs and i was saying who'd ah, written for both okay. i feel like i forgot douglas watkinson he's written I loads this up. we love him he may, might not have written any midsummer murders but we do we like him as a lovejoy writer douglas watkinson he's great we do and we do, um, this is true. I felt like when I read the description, I had a sort of weird flashback. You know how sometimes you do, you say this a lot, don't you? That you think, mm. oh, maybe I remember watching this first time round and it influenced me in this way. I think I maybe remember watching this one um, because it was a bit embarrassing watching it with my mum because of the, like, <laughs> yes. rude antiques. There the are a couple of bits antiques. in this that are a bit, a little bit um, rude, I think. Yeah. So I, th- so I think I sort of had this memory of, like, yeah... I remember that. That was embarrassing. <laughs> do you want do you want the cocktail? Mm. There were a few cocktails. I did wonder about whether to go for 
just just a classic kind of porn star martini because the word Ooh, porn yes. obviously has a double meaning in this episode, which is uh, you know porn as in a porn shop and porn as in oh dodgy, dodgy oh I like you know, it naked ladies. So I thought that was good. So you could just have a classic porn star mo- uh, martini, but then I did find um, a cocktail just called at the pawn shop. Which actually oh. was was more apt. So yes. if you want to try something different, it has lots of things in it I can't pronounce. It has rum, and then it has now. Is it maraschino? It's pronounced yeah. as, is the cherry. The cherry. Okay, cherry. and then it has something called huh, del Magüe Vida Mezcal. Oh, it's just Mes- I, oh, mezcal oh, is a type of tequila, mezcal. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's got it's got tequila in, but it's specified what type, uh, and then it's got bitters and lemon peel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sounded quite interesting. Um, but you could just have a porn star martini and revel in the the kind of homonym double meaning thing. Yeah, porn star martini is one of my top all time favorite cocktails. I will say, I do love it. It it's one of the things that um, Helen bought me in what looked like a sort of blood <laughs> yes. bank bag. That was massively <laughs> strong, and I was drunk for several like hours. Uh, after excellent! That. That was good. What, was really good. what an amazing gift! It was an amazing gift. It was a wonderful <laughs> gift. Well, can I, I sent you the gift of drunkenness in the middle of lockdown, where we were all we could, you know, we all need. Yeah, absolutely. we all needed was a really strong cocktail through the post. Anyway, where do you want to start? Well, we start at Ferryport. We do start. We've we started at Ferryport before. And we yeah. and we see a familiar face. Uh, what's yes. his name? Pulver. I've already forgotten his first name. What is I his name? I love him. I love it. David Horton. Did anyone else just call him David Horton all the way through? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what he's in. I was thinking he's in Brushstrokes, isn't he? <laughs> that's how old I am. I'm only one he year is in old Also, <laughs> I used to watch Brushstrokes, but he's so good in this. He, he is, is good. so good. I love him in this. Is it so, Sergeant? Is it is Archie? It I think Sergeant Archie Pulver. Oh, no, it is Archie. It it's, is it's something Archie. with an A, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So our friend, we've met him several times, and basically he, they, so the police pull up at this, this boat that's, like, docked at the port, and they seem to be having some sort of party on this boat, mm. um, and the police go and search it, and um, they find nothing. And basically, it transpires that the boat is owned by, or is captained by, a Polish man called Sidelski. And um, the sergeant likes this guy, not yeah, quite sure he why. Quite, he quite no. likes the Polish thief. Because he spends the rest of the episode trying to catch this guy. Well, he doesn't want to, does he? That's yeah. Well, no. So this is this is really interesting. And it's because the other the other guy, doesn't the other guy say to him, oh, well, your figures aren't looking all that good. And, you know, you do this and you'll basically yeah. give yourself a good reputation, which you really need. You need to kind of, uh, you know, redeem yourself. Yeah. Um, and the, the police bosses are like, you need an expert. This is antiques. So you need an expert. I'm like, oh, yeah. aha, I see what's oh, going to happen here. Ah, but it didn't expert. happen how I expected it what i expected to happen was then sergeant pulver just knock on lovejoy's door and say hi i need an expert and I that know. did not happen so we should explain what it's got to do with antiques so basically it's this sidelski's polish guy is stealing like poland's treasures mm. and ex- it happens it, a lot and it always seems to be somewhere in eastern europe yeah because wasn't it it was it was czechoslovakia's treasures yeah. as it was then wasn't it further back yeah I yeah so. yeah and lots of Russian treasures. I guess because people there at this time were pretty desperate for money. And one of the few things they had was their kind of treasures and they didn't really have anything else to kind of 
you know this is in i did a bit of research on this period because i realized i didn't know very much about it i knew that you know 1991 every and 92 everything sort of you know collapsed and all these countries became independent and then there was just this sort of wilderness years and then they all joined the eu in 2004 Mm. oh wow and then and then some it was that late and and then romania and bulgaria joined in 2007 and then croatia joined a bit later i think i can't remember croatia joined most recently 2011 possibly anyway yeah but these countries joined 2004 and they were just so i looked up this is 1994 they were just kind of coming out of that period. So this was the turning point. Lech Walesa was actually still, you know, the solidarity guy, was still the president. Mm. But the following year, he lost an election. And that was when everything just sort of changed again. They still had this hangover from the um, the, the communist period. They'd elected Lech Walesa, who kind of, you know, spearheaded their kind of quest for freedom, if you like. Yeah. Uh, according to the internet. Um, so it's quite an interesting period. Yeah, so this guy, so Sadowski's like, yeah, selling the Polish stuff in the UK. And like, as as we said, um, the sergeant's sort of persuaded to take on this case by the other copper who's like, look, you need to solve some cases and get your figures up. And he's like, right, if it's all about antiques, I need an expert. And exactly, so we're all like, okay, we know the expert's going to be Lovejoy. But I was like, oh, are they, like Em said, are they just going to go around and knock on Lovejoy's door and be like, will you help us out? Um, yeah. And I was like, well, prison, that but... sense. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And I was like, would they really use a criminal to, like, help them? I was very confused. It, but, it, uh, this was far-fetched. I must admit it was this a was rather far-fetched, far-fetched episode, wasn't it? Yeah. You and, were like, would they also, really do that? I it mean, was mean and it, it, was, it was a bit long-winded. It was vaguely amusing, I suppose. But also, um, there were plenty of other antiques experts in, like, in the world, in the country. Ooh, not yeah. like him. Not, not like Lovejoy. Well, not a divvy like Lovejoy, though. And also, I, I presume they couldn't just ask him. Lovejoy would just say no. So they're making they're making them beholden, aren't they, I suppose? It's quite That's a complex, they're... you know, web In of... an unnecessarily complex way that drags out a 50-minute episode of a television programme. <laughs> yeah. Really. Um, and then we go to Lovejoy, who, for some reason, is draining spaghetti through a tennis racket. No, 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 no. Ooh, 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 ooh. So, I tell you why I remember this episode. So, in 94, I was so excited because they had... Do you remember It'll Be Alright on the Night? Yeah. It'll Be Alright on yeah. the Night had a segment specifically on with outtakes from Lovejoy on one of its oh, episodes in, the, in this long series. That. And I was like, oh. And one of the segments was Ian McShane draining pasta and dropping the tennis racket or the pasta all falling through the tennis racket. And they had to keep doing these oh, takes. I mean, because it's just not it just wouldn't work would it it was driving me insane I was like it would scold your hand because there were so many other ways to drain it as well if you don't have a colander just like you know just get a pour plate, the water out carefully get a plate and sort of tip it again or whatever or like yeah use the lid of the pan or the lid yeah there are lots of think, ways or just buy a sieve they're not expensive or just or just like yeah why would you be searching for your daughter's tennis racket as it turns out Very surely bizarre. he might have had an antique sieve just knocking about the place he, I assume also, though, does he not eat pasta? Because pasta is your go-to, like, quick, easy. He must have eaten pasta well, before, the fact cooked is, pasta I've before. I've written here in my notes, Helen, is the fact that they're eating puttanesca a joke? Well, obviously, that's like horse, <laughs> horse spaghetti. Yes. Yeah. Is that the one with, like, the clams and stuff in it? Have I made that I up? think it's, like, anchovy and... Possibly, and she likes it. that. We know she likes all that because he keeps taking her out for fish and chips. She likes fish. This yeah. is a consistency. Yeah. But the kind so, of man who knows how to cook a, a named Italian dish that isn't just spag bol, you'd think he would have a colander, wouldn't you? 
Yeah. You would, Maybe she really. wonders how authentic his puttanesca is, but she just... Well, no, Char- we know he's quite... Look, just remember the chops, you know. Mm. But Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte's quite enjoying it and she, she kind of propositions him. So again, we're never really quite sure of the status of their relationship. They're, they're back on good terms again, well, obviously. I mean, because the thing is, she propositions him and says, oh, you know, like, let's have a shag on the bed. And he says... That's he's literally like, what she says as well. Yeah. I mean, not she, in those exact words, because it was pre-Watershed. She says, yeah. like, I want, like, after this, let's have a good old shag. <laughs> oh, it would work in her voice. She says <laughs> something like, let's make passionate love on your bed. <laughs> She's saying, are you going to throw me on the bed? I can't remember, but anyway, it's pretty... Throw me on the bed, make passionate love to me. Yes. And he he basically says... He says no, which is very weird. Weirdo. Why is he he invited her around for a posh dinner? Well, so she suspects it's because he wants money. He wants something, which at that point he doesn't, actually. So why has he invited her around? Not for a shag, not for money. I love the fact those are the only two plausible reasons why <laughs> yeah. you invite somebody round for dinner. Okay, I'll definitely come round for dinner, but just to prepare me, which is it, shag or money? Yeah, which, what, what is it that you want? <laughs> shag, check, avoid. <laughs> no. And Tinker's wandering oh. in and out because... Oh, and his bow ties. I wonder how many bow ties he has. Oh, the, the Tinker collection. They should have brought those out as merch. Tink's bow ties. <laughs> I would have bought one. I'm trying to work out. Were you trying to work out what time of day this was, though? Because then Tinker goes out to this meeting that must be, I guess, early evening, late afternoon, something like that. Or is it is it lunch? Is he invited? Now, well, for... Tink's going off to speak to the WI about sex, basically. So, and I, as a WI member, I will say, I assumed, therefore, it was a summer's evening and it was about 8pm, like half seven, Ah, eight. Yeah, I thought it was a summer's evening. Like this time of year, we're recording in the summer. Um, There's a brilliant (laughs) line uh, where Charlotte says, what's... um, What's Tinker doing with the Women's Institute? Oh, and yes. Lovejoy says, what everyone does at the Women's Institute, talk about sex. <laughs> I think that's And as there are just... two out of three WI members in this podcast, I would say that, that I mean, that is what the WI It, it did make me laugh what, a lot. I was going to ask you to clarify whether this is still 25 years on an accurate depiction of the WI. Um, I, yes, I thought it definitely yeah. was. He, um, I've, I've actually written, Tinker's giving a very realistic talk on erotica to the WI. So most of the the other thing is that I realised was that he's giving this talk to them and they're outside, and that just looked completely normal to me. And it's only now that I'm sitting here. It was COVID safe, wasn't it? Why are they meeting outside? There was no COVID. They didn't have to meet outside. Why were they on a? As you say, maybe warm summer's evening. So yeah, maybe that does. It must have been summer. Yeah, obviously for them to have the meeting. I thought the same because at first I was like, that's totally normal. Of course they're meeting outside because you have to meet outside. And then I was like. Oh, no. So so what happens at this point, and I'm going to say this before I ask you more WI-related mm. questions, Em. So what has happened, and this is the this is the bit that is alluded to in the um, the thing that, that Helen read. The, the summary. The blurb. Summary, synopsis. that's the word. I've had a long day. The synopsis. The sy- this is this is uh, this is the part to which the synopsis that Helen read alluded. Um <laughs> And uh, so basically, they're all sitting in a field in a, or in a garden of a posh country house. He's talking about sex. He's showing them some erotic antiques, some erotic items. Mm. And uh, there is a woman there who uh, basically is heckling him and saying, this is filth. And then she says, well, I'm going to nick you for this because guess what? I'm a copper. Yeah. So this is what sets off the whole story. But now, I 
can anyone go to the WI or was she A, already a member or B, did she join the WI as a very, very elaborate sting operation? <laughs> you, uh, Helen and I are going to ruin this now because you can actually go as a guest. Yeah. You can, all right. All yeah, right. That's so, because yeah. you do have to, you might have to pay. Like, you might have to pay three quid, five quid maybe, depending on what you're doing. Well, not quite plausible, this has just become less implausible. But as, as soon as she started talking, because she she's basically heckling him, and then, yeah. she's, and then she starts making a fuss, but the thing she's very specifically making a fuss about is that this is disgusting and it shouldn't be on show, and look at what these people are doing in this little statuette, it's gross. And I've written down, this woman is not a member of the WI. Like, you literally <laughs> yeah. would not last no. two bloody seconds. No. All the talks are about sex. But also, no, they're not all about sex. Well, Sorry, I'm I did wonder why no one there. argued with her. I thought that was a bit... I thought somebody would say, oh, just, you know. Or, But also, has this woman... I, I don't know how, how realistic I found it even as a sting operation because this woman's obviously never been to any kind of gallery. <laughs> I mean, there's... <laughs> You know, mm. it's smut plenty, isn't it? Has all she the, been the living in a... Sh- the Vatican, for goodness sake. It was if very... you look at some of the art in the Vatican, there's willies galore yeah. going on in there. willies galore. Because <laughs> I, ple- I was quite pleased with myself because I realised straight away that this was obviously a ruse to get to to get Tink, to get mm. to Lovejoy, to, to use him against Sadelsky. So I, I was like, oh, quite pleased that I'm, I got that like immediately. But it would have been so much quicker to knock on the door and go, Lovejoy, are you free to help me with a thing? Mm. Yeah. But what I did, because obviously how it works is like, they do actually end up with something over Lovejoy, to then which makes him do their work. So we'll come to that. But they haven't really got anything over Tink because as we said, it's surely it's not actually illegal to possess these. Of course it's not illegal to possess these items. Like every, I mean, how much art has nudity and yeah. like sexual so depictions? Thing. So they take him to the cop shop, whatever, and he and he kind of says the same thing, and then they frame him by putting actual drugs in it. Oh yes, that's what they do. So I forgot that oh, bit. Yeah. So I'm yeah, that's right. Sorry. I don't know so, why yeah. I was so shocked about this yes. in 2021, as though I'd never heard of police corruption. My jaw <laughs> was on the floor. That's right. Basically, sorry. Yeah. You're sorry, right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry that you just reminded me. Of course, that's what they say. The 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 art is the ruse to arrest him, to bring him into the station. But, but again, right. even the plausibility of that as the arresting thing is just a bit, I don't know. I don't know. It, you, yeah, I mean, you think he would say, you can't arrest me for this, you're being ridiculous. Because that also suggested she already knew which antiques he was going to be showing and she knew one of them was going to be something in which she could secrete drugs. I don't know. It's just, mm. there's a, it's an, we've said this so many times with Lovejoy, there's a lot of plot lines that, really rely on an awful lot of things coming together <laughs> and yet they somehow always do yeah yeah so i mean that was the most shocking thing actually yeah so then the sergeant i guess maybe they realize or they it's part of the plan all along when the exercise that they haven't actually got anything they can actually charge tink with because it's not illegal to have a statue of a naked person um <laughs> funnily enough so then yeah there's the sergeant plants hashish as he calls it's it it's very funny in in uh one of the pieces that's hollow I mean, how shocking! It was, I was very shocked. Um, and then I, then I just didn't understand what was happening for the next. I'm going to say 45 minutes. <laughs> just, I really because Tink was in the pub. He was very upset because someone had taken his dad's picture. Well, he was pretending to be upset. So this upset me. Was anyone else upset by Tink pretending to be upset and then you realise he wasn't actually upset and then that upset Lovejoy and then everybody was upset yes. and I was upset And I was that. just pleased with myself that I actually understood what was going on. So I was like, ah, they've got Tink now. They're going to use Tink to get Lovejoy. So they, you know, basically told Tink that he had to 
persuade Lovejoy to... So, yeah, so t- basically, Tinker Lovejoy in the pub, basically there's, there's this guy, Conrad Decker, who Lovejoy hates. It's like Lovejoy's enemy. One of we, many. Even though yeah. we've never heard Another of him Another guy with whom he has history. Yeah. 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 And so Decker is basically his somehow stolen a picture that Tinker had, a horrible picture of Lincoln Town Hall, an ugly painting that they hate, but it's special to Tinker because it was his dad's or something. And Conrad Decker's nicked it and is hanging it in his gallery. And um, well, that's the story anyway. Yeah. And so basically Tinker persuades Lovejoy to, to, go and nick to go and nick it back. He nicked it in a very athletic manner. But I was so pleased with myself. I've written, Tink persuades Lovejoy to get the painting, but it's clearly a setup by the police. I'm such Gosh, a dickhead. You are I was like, what is going on with this subplot? This is going to be complicated. I was just like so pleased with myself for once actually getting it. I was like, wow. Um, I but then I was then I was a bit confused. So I was like, well, because I didn't. I knew it was a setup, but then I thought, I for some reason, I thought that he had actually nixed Decker had actually nixed the painting. Yes, I this, thought that too. And this was a and this was a setup. So I was like, well, why didn't when the painting was originally nicked, why didn't they just report it? But then even that was part. Did of the you setup, know, Polly? No, but my notes here, I've written then some backstory on Decker, but I admit I'm not really listening. Oh. <laughs> no, I because he does. So they, that's true. When they're on the way to like nick the painting, um, Lovejoy does explain why Conrad Decker is like his sworn enemy. But I didn't understand. I was listening and I was awake. Okay, fine. That and makes I me didn't feel understand. It. I, basically, it was some kind of thing where like Conrad. It's kind of a reverse of this. Like Con, yeah. Conrad had set Lovejoy up to make it seem like he'd nicked something from him when he hadn't. And then, and then really... Conrad stole it while it was with like in a car. I wasn't really following. Conrad stole it back. Anyway, basically, they're, 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 not, they're not friends. They don't like Tink- it. Tinker has also given him a very plausible story that he knows will touch a nerve, that mm. will make Lovejoy do something that otherwise he might consider and be in two minds about doing. So as we see much later on, when he he doesn't want to ditch Bailey in it, which we'll come to later on, he does think about things. Yeah. But this time he's like, right, this guy, asshole. I absolutely believe that he did this to you. We're going to get your painting back. He doesn't even ask Tink, you know, well, how did he get it? You know, because he loves Tink and trusts Tink and he hates Decker. So it's like a perfect... I was very, very taken by the athleticism of Lovejoy as he it broke into nice, his house wasn't it? and prowled around and looked for the picture and then ran out again. <laughs> did wake me up a little bit this day. But do you think it was a stunt double or do you think it was really McShane? I think it's probably a stunt double. Oh, well, we can ask him that when we inevitably interview him. Yes, we're yeah. manifesting the interview. It's going to happen. <laughs> we will ask him. It's gonna we happen. will ask him. So, yeah, so so Lovejoy's Nick, Lovejoy's Nick the painting gets back in the car and Tink has been replaced by the sergeant. <gasps> It was that was so quite a funny sad. moment. Good it moment. was sad. And it was hilarious because um, <laughs> Lovejoy gets in the car and says, let's go. And the sergeant says, where to? And Lovejoy oh. says, about half an hour back in time. Oh! Yeah. How and many times brilliant. have I wanted to do that? If we only could, Lovejoy. Oh. And then so, so obviously then Lovejoy gets nicked because he's been literally caught red-handed nicking this painting. Um, so why um, I don't understand this, they've got this fabulous bit of entrapment where he's now beholden to the police. The upshot of this is, because he offers him a deal, the upshot at the very end is he gets let off. He did still rob a place and yeah. nick a thing. Like, <laughs> he did still steal a painting from He Decker. did still steal a painting. <laughs> I don't know how that can be just completely okay, I guess, because the police... I guess because it was entrapment, I suppose. Yeah. But it just seems a little bit... It's a bit... I, I will say that this bit, this is where Lovejoy did the thing that I just can't... I can't bear it. 
he so he knows Tinker fitted him up now and has got yeah. him into trouble and now he's got as you just said beholden to the police and he does a kind of not cross just disappointed and I hate yes. it I hate it he does that sort of like I see well I'm not talking to Tinker now he is dead to me the end and I'm just like oh no I don't like it but you're friends do you know what I loved everything about the human interaction though in this thing was lovely because we see a bit later when they do make up the immediate and absolute non-thinking concern Mm. that he has Mm. for Tinker which trumps all of the the fury and all of that is more important, you know, love wins, basically, we could say, couldn't <laughs> yes. we? But, but you know, the, the range of human emotions in this is brilliant. And he's not angry. He does that thing. The worst thing you can get from your boss is an email that says, it was disappointing that. And no, you might think from, you know, from another culture, <laughs> from another culture, you might think, oh, they're a bit, you know, oh, they're a bit down, disappointed. Okay. They feel, or they, they they think it could have gone a bit better. That means no, they're really pissed off, and you frankly make your jobs probably on the line, kind of thing. Yeah. But he does, he does that. Dis- it's oh, it's awful. It made my skin. Like, yeah, I mean, it was. Oh, it was yeah. like it. Well and he he says, "Never speak to me again." And it's like, yeah. So anyway, so now Lovejoy and Tink. So although they're not speaking to each other, they have. They're now they're now on the case. They basically the police have now sort of enlisted them because they've now got something over both of them to kind of get Sadelsky I guess like get information I think they what they want to know is basically enough information to arrest Sadelsky like where does he um keep the stuff that he brings into the country and that sort of thing so Lovejoy goes to the pub which I think is by the docks Oh, it was yes. Am I just missing pubs because actually it probably was a bit run down it was a proper pub pub. Yeah. yeah and so Sadelsky is there playing chess and um, Lovejoy sits down to have a game with him. Interestingly, Lovejoy gives a fake name for himself, but gives Tink's real name. Is that because yes. he's pissed? pissed off he doesn't then. care. Probably because he's pissed off and he yeah. doesn't care if he get, then gets killed. There's a reference that dated this when he so he plays chess, which you think, oh, it doesn't surprise me at all that Lovejoy knows how mm. to play chess. But he says, you be somebody or other, and I'll be Gary and Gary Kasparov. And you think, yes, at the time, it was about the only period in history that I recall. Chess actually being televised on BBC Two. You could watch chess, admittedly very late at night, but they used to show it because Gary Kasparov was this just genius, wasn't he? He beat a computer. He beat a computer, and then there was the other lad that they obviously mentioned in this. I can't remember who he was. I remember Gary Kasparov beating somebody. I remember when they said it. I was like, yes, yes. They used to be they used to be famous chess players. (laughs) But yeah, only this once. (laughs) And of course, this is Lovejoy. So like, Sadelsky's chatting to his mates in Polish. We don't yeah. know what they're saying. There's no, no, there's no subtitles. No. Do, you, do you speak any Polish? Nastrovia, Nastrovia. Nastrovia. Well, that's the same in Russian. It is the same in I Russian, know. but it is no. Polish. Wait, what is Nastrovia. Nastrovia. What does yeah. it mean? Cheers. Oh, cheers. Oh, Sto... I um, Stolat, Stolat. Some, that's Happy Birthday song in Polish, but I can't so remember. So anybody who's got their uh, bingo cards, I think that counts as Helen <laughs> yeah. speaking I, another language. Uh, I, didn't, I, can't the rest, I can't remember the two words at the beginning of the song. I mean, it's two words more than... I think Emma if you can I say, I think you can only say you can speak another language if you can say, uh, yes, no, please, thank you. Where are the toilets? Can I have two beers? Cheers. That'll do. I can say that That's all in you probably need, about. Isn't it? I can say station? that in about ten languages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can speak ten languages. That's how I would describe you. <laughs> oh, and another useful phrase is, I cannot speak. Insert name of language Ooh. here. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Somehow, 
somehow Lovejoy persuades um, Sadowski to tell him where he sells the stuff on to. Lovejoy pretends he was, doesn't he pretend he was in the Navy or he, he plays uh, plays along with the whole, like, oh, I know. Well, he doesn't pretend he's in the Navy, but he, he manages to just endear himself. I mean, I have and also j- written down Lovejoy gives Sadowski some cash. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, he gives him some money as well. And also he says, like, um, you know, because Lovejoy's saying to him, like, oh, we're the same, uh, you and me. And Sadowski mm. says, what do you mean? Kurved. <laughs> Kurved. Kurved. He's like, oh, you mean bent. Bent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we oh. learn here that Sudelsky really wants a larder. Those wonderful cars. And yeah, this is where he says he wants the red larder car. And he, he needs... I, I don't want to do a Polish accent because it's probably offensive. He says, we need bright colour in Poland. This was quite sad. Oh, he yeah. said, in Poland, believe me, we need bright colour. Oh, yours is much better. Yours. So Lovejoy managed to persuade Sudelsky to tell him that he sells his stuff on to this guy called Adam Bailey at Benedict Farm. Mm. So, and, and basically, it's, it's a very... It's, Benedict Farm is basically a very posh, lovely-looking manor house. And they go there to go and to see what's what and who should be just leaving there, having had a love, rather pleasant luncheon. No, but Charlotte... She does pick them, doesn't she? I Although we find out why Martin Jarvis. On. Martin Jarvis was there. Martin Jarvis, when I was a kid, used to read the Just William books. You could buy oh, them on cassette. Yeah. And we used to listen to them on long car journeys. Oh, In fact, that's going to be my antique of the week. Just William books mm. on cassette read by Martin Jarvis. Very niche. In fact, I could just have Martin Jarvis. He was like the voice of the 90s, wasn't mm, he? Was he the, was. The, the over, you know, the, the whatever. There's a really good bit of social commentary here as well. When they arrive there and he looks around and he says, this guy's farming money, not sheep. Yeah, yeah. He's that's like, kind of sad. It's not crops, it's not animals, it's money. Margaret Thatcher would have been proud. Mm. Yeah. So basically they, uh, so obviously, so Adam and his kids and Charlotte are getting in the Range Rover or whatever, going, or I guess he's giving Charlotte a lift somewhere and taking his kids somewhere. So, they, uh, so yeah, Adam Bailey, played by Martin Jarvis. And Adam Bailey, and so obviously what do Lovejoy, Beth and Tink decide to do? Of course, they decide to break into his shed. And just snoop about. As you do. And just snoop about. And he's got a shed full of like, I get like classic cars and various. But can you? Notice- can we have a moment for me thinking: Is this where the larder is? Is there going to be a red larder? <laughs> it's like not. It's not that kind of a car. In, not no. those kind of cars in this garage. No. Definitely not those kind of cars. It's not the and Skodas. <laughs> also, notably, there's no Polish relics in there, is there? Mm. My so. favourite quote in the whole episode comes in because this is when they're still doing the whole. Uh, we're not. We're not talking to one another. And Tinker says, express my surprise to Mr. Lovejoy. And Beth says, Tinker says Golden Bennett. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, so at the moment they can only communicate through Beth. Because through Lovejoy Beth. is absolutely not talking to Tink. Tink is dead to him as far as he's concerned. So, Which yeah. is why Beth is there, isn't it? Because they yeah. can actually... Yeah. So, um, so basically they conclude that Adam Bailey is a pawnbroker. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure how they conclude that because he's got loads of shit. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Um, and then interestingly, Lovejoy alludes to the fact that his mum used to go to a pawnbroker. Because haven't we talked said in the past that we thought that Lovejoy may have had a reasonably privileged upbringing? But I don't know. That's but some really of... rich people are often really bloody skint, aren't they? Mm. I don't even know if he was really rich. There, are, uh, I wonder if they were like him and they and he inherited that sort of ducking and diving thing. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean? It's there, there are people who have nice, steady jobs. There are people who are 
the Charlie Gimberts of this world who are assholes, yeah. and then there are people who've inherited money and therefore may have money or may not because it's yeah. tied up in inheritance. Yeah. And then there are these people who sort of duck and dive and have luck and then have bad luck and have and and they're people who you know I'm not saying they necessarily gamble on horses or whatever or on card games but they might gamble on the stock exchange or gamble on a particular work deal or gamble on yeah on a job you know and money is there and sometimes it's not there and you never know when it's going to be there and when it's mm. not going to be there and and it is actually quite a releasing kind of view of money yeah. and lovejoy definitely has that so chances are his parents might have done as well yeah mm. so is it maybe they didn't send him to private school as well? maybe he went to private school for a year and then they couldn't afford it Tell you what, my dad had a lovely story about when he was a kid and actually they didn't have very much money and they used to get stuff on tick as they called mm-hmm. it. So they his mum would say get stuff on tick. And he said he was he was um in this shop one day and this posh chap came in and was like, Oh yes, I'll have yes, uh oh, pop it on my account and he said to his mum when he got home, What's an account? And she <laughs> she said, Posh tick. Oh, I love it. <laughs> And I love that posh tick. Posh I think tick. that's posh gorgeous. Oh, so, yeah. That's brilliant. That's really sweet. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, basically, um, they go and speak to Charlotte about this Adam Bailey because they know that she she knows. Basically, it turns out that working Adam Bailey is like a client of hers, basically, and she's going to have an auction to sell all the stuff that has been pawned to him that people don't reclaim. So I guess after a certain amount, it does say the length of time. It's quite a long time. If it hasn't been reclaimed within, even was it like three years or something, quite a long time, then they then it just belongs to him and he can sell it. And obviously that's part of the business of pawnbroking. That's not a dodgy thing. That's just what they do, isn't it? Um, so basically, um, so they know that the, the auction is happening that week on Friday. And so they know that Adam Bailey is going to be there because it's his stuff being auctioned. So they tip off the police, Lovejoy and Tink, um, and then police turn up and start to question Adam Bailey because they think that he's the fence, basically, for Sadowski. I actually knew what was going on. It was quite amazing, you can tell. I'm quite impressed with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I started to lose the plot a few times, but I generally kept the plot. Yeah, I was wondering, what is going on with Pulver? Why is he asking them to do his bloody job? I was getting... Really yeah. confused. Isn't it a fantastic role reversal, though? We're always saying, why doesn't Lovejoy call the police? Yeah. Well, this is why, because the bloody police are expecting it. Maybe he shouldn't Maybe he shouldn't have done their job so many times for them. Now yeah. Pulver's just expecting it. Exactly. But the sergeant's not... Pulver's not very happy because he like, gets there and gets the auction where Bailey's selling all this shit. And there's no Polish relics. And he's like, what's going on? And so <laughs> yeah, basically... They must be somewhere. Where are they? I just this was the bit where I was getting really mad at him because I was like, it's not their fault. There's nobody Polish relics in this auction, <laughs> and he somehow ropes them all in. He's sort of saying like, so obviously Lovejoy and Tink, he's already you know mm. got over a barrel, but he somehow drags Beth and Charlotte into it, and it's like, you all must help me to get Sadowski, and they're like, why, why, why? why? Why should I help you? And he manages to implicate Charlotte as well. He, he sort of she's selling his stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, she's selling legitimate stuff. Like, it's not and, dodgy. Well, he's got the... Re- you know, he's the one deceiving her if, if he is indeed. And yeah. it turns out it's another one of Sam yeah. Cavendish's great... Uh, things but um mm. you know uh, he's got the the ledger with all of the or, you know what he claims to be the kind of provenance is the wrong word but you know proof that they are legitimately they've been he's claiming that they, this is all stuff that's been in the pawn shop more than six months therefore it can be sold yeah. on at this point it's not going to be given back exactly. yeah so basically they decide they've got to some 
So somehow they decide that the solution is to try and get Adam Bailey to do another auction. I mean, that's quite a, again, why? Why not just like put him under surveillance? Or yeah, and he searches. didn't put any polished stuff into this auction, so why is he going to put it into another one? It's a bit of a strange... They decide, anyway, they're going to try and get into another auction. The way they're going to do that is they're going to get Lovejoy to pawn an expensive painting to yeah. him, which will make him think he should do another auction. Just I mean, again, it's getting more and more and more elaborate. All of this is so, yeah. getting more elaborate. It's just a way... Of, I thought it was just a way of Lovejoy, like, making friends. That's literally what I've written. Lovejoy makes friends with Adam Bailey. <laughs> I mean, he does. He, he does, goes he? a bit too far because he almost doesn't nail him. Because, mm. I mean, he is a bit of a softy lovejoy. He does give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, Just people in general. Yeah, really. He, um, I got annoyed here actually because he, so he goes in with this painting. He's a good actor, though. Isn't he is he, a good lovejoy? actor. Yeah. He goes in and he's in his tie and he's like, oh, you know, cash flow. You mean Lovejoy's a good actor? Lovejoy yeah. is. Yeah, not Ian McShane. As in, the, well, Ian McShane is also a good actor, but Lovejoy, Love the, character, the character, is a good actor. Is a good actor Ian McShane so, yeah. is such a good actor that he can act being he can a good act actor. <laughs> he can act being a good actor. Act it's so true. I mean, how hard must that be to do? It is because he's acting. He's pretending to be someone, pretending to be, be someone. someone. So, like, yeah, Lovejoy um, puts his posh suit on and he kind of goes in and gives him gives Adam Bailey this spiel about falling on hard times and he's going to have to pawn his little picture. Now, I got. couldn't find because. I couldn't figure out how to spell it. I went round and round the internet trying to find this artist who I'm sure is real because they're always real. Mm. But I couldn't find it and it annoyed me. What was the name? I didn't even look. I put Van May Van Mayer or Van oh. May May or something like that. Oh. But um There are people Van screaming Moye. at the screaming at the podcast, you know, like when Van, you feel like a ghost. You're Van Moye, I think it, yeah. it was. And it's probably somebody quite well known. It all looked a bit like Turner, didn't it? Yeah. It looked a bit Turner-esque. And um, he he says this painting's worth... It was worth... a nice painting. Yeah, it was a nice painting. I like the painting. And often we don't. Often these things, we, when we have these episodes, we're like, oh, no, it's bloody awful. <laughs> yeah. But he claims it's worth... Oh, he says it's worth... Um, oh, I'm confused. He, he, anyway. says it's worth, he says it's worth a bit, but he knows he yeah. won't get that for it. I think he says it's worth 15... He says it's worth 15 grand or something. And, but he says, oh, I don't expect you to give me that much, obviously. You know, and he, he, like do, he really does win Adam Bailey round to, like... He does. Oh, this, you know, they are, like, it's kind of cute, actually. Like, they're becoming chums. It's very But if Bailey sweet. does this, Bailey's obviously deliberately suspicious. And mm. I tell you how he rings him around. He's almost, there's a bit of Darren Brown going on here. Mm. Isn't there? There's a lot of psychology because he says, oh, actually, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte put me on to you. And Bailey says, look, do you mind if I just check up on you? And he does check up. Charlotte's like, oh, yes, that's fine. Oh, I'm just doing your accounts and you've made lots of money. So he's going after all of the guys kind of soft points, I guess, you know, yeah. or kind of Achilles heels, multiple. And um, Charlotte says, oh, yeah, you know, got lots of money and all of this. Lovejoy, uh, he, oh, yes, that's it. He checks up on Lovejoy and then after, later says, oh, I've checked up on you and I hope you don't mind, but I found out you were in prison. And Lovejoy set all of this up that he's going to yeah. find out enough about him to think he's going to be an ally, which yeah. he almost becomes, actually. Yeah. And, and... Lovejoy doesn't correct Bailey when Bailey calls him Mr. Lovejoy. No, yeah. he doesn't. I noticed that. It's a shocker, so isn't it? That's that's how you can tell he really likes him. We're really trying to ingratiate himself with him. He trusts Lovejoy for various reasons. And yeah, he, he basically thinks, oh, I'm in here. I've got a, an auctioneer that's going to do what I want. Yeah. I've got a potential ally who's a badden. Yeah. 
and I can work stuff through him through his shop or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, we haven't mentioned at all the return of the Man U mug. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh, I didn't notice mug. Okay, pu- Pulver, goes, Pulver goes in to speak to Lovejoy and then has to like sneak out the back when Adam Bailey comes in to say, I want to be best friends with you. And Pulver's like, oh, out the back window, out the French windows. And then Lovejoy has to pretend that there's like a pub dog messing pub with dog. his bins. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, that was, a, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's brilliant. So, yeah, basically, Adam Bailey turns up to see Lovejoy, and obviously he's found out, like, as we just said, that Lovejoy's been in prison, does, does. so he now sees that Lovejoy could be a, an ally, etc. But, I mean, it's just, like, there's literally, like, exposition alert, exposition <laughs> <Yes>. alert, <laughs> where for some unknown reason that only happens in TV, Adam Bailey oh, yeah. decides to explain in great detail his whole <laughs> business model to Lovejoy. <laughs> but I'm guessing, to be fair... He is assuming that Lovejoy doesn't necessarily know all of this. Mm. So it isn't just exposition for us. I suppose he's... Because he wants to really make sure that he doesn't put a foot wrong and doesn't get Lovejoy on board, if that makes sense. So he has got to explain a certain amount. But you're right. It was very useful for us that it he was just to do very it in funny. that way. But the funniest thing about it was, because I'd been following it all so well up until now, <laughs> by, by deducing it myself, which I was so pleased with. Um, but then... Um, <laughs> Then this bit where he explained it in great detail, I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> All I've written is Adam Bailey tells Lovejoy he knows about prison and then asks him in on a scheme. But I haven't he actually does. written what the scheme is. <laughs> so you know, it's a bit pointless. Scheme is yeah, a good and it's word, like, I mean, isn't it? I didn't quite understand what the scheme was. It's like you nick stuff and then you sell it on. That's just nicking stuff and stuff. I mean, that's what you that's do. That's just being a thief, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's not so much a scheme, it's just what thieves do. <laughs> I didn't quite get Because they were sort of talking about they were going to rob places and then... I mean... Why not just... I mean, is it because he is also genuinely a pawnbroker and he's selling stuff on amongst all the, the pawn stuff? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's maybe that's... a way of, like, sort of disguising the next stuff, but... Yeah, I think it... that's what he's doing. He he has a load of stuff because he has... He's a high-end pawnbroker. And he's obviously so... looked at Lovejoy and gone, there's an athletic man who can break into a building and steal a painting. Like Something he did all the way me, back yeah. with Comrade Decker, so... Exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, is this when we meet Beth's cousin with the car? Yes, with the car. <laughs> or with two cars, more to the point. Yes. Two cars welded together, I think you'll find. So sorry, did we, sorry, I got distracted. Did, did we rent, yes, they're going to they're gonna rob Conrad Decker. Yeah, yeah, sorry, we, got, we said that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I might have gone ahead there. Sorry. Whenever you say the, no, you haven't gone ahead. They say, they decide that this is, he says, right, okay, yeah, I've thought about your scheme. I'm in on it. And I know this great place that we could rob. Yes, and to be right. fair, he does because he has robbed it before. So this <laughs> yes. is all genuine. He's there's robbed nothing, it half an hour before. There's, he's, he, there's nothing, <laughs> un- he's, he's, yeah, within, within the framework of this episode, he's robbed it. So it's quite fresh in his mind. Yeah. But yeah, Roderick brings, uh, so, um, Beth's cousin Roderick, Brings them a cut, cut and shut larder. Do you remember that? Oh, cut and shut. a lemon larder. But you remember there was a whole thing about cut and shut. Yeah. It was like a ma- in the nineties. It was like this big scam where like they nick cars and you know right cars that were right off. If you had a good front half and a good back half, you just stick them together, together and then sell it. And it was this big scam, cut and shut. You I mean you don't hear about that anymore, do you? I guess no. you can't they must have done something to sort of. Stop it being able yeah. to happen. I don't know what. Modern cars are just totally differently built, aren't mm. they? You know? But Lovejoy sees straight through Rod, doesn't he? He's like, he does. this is obviously two cars. The front seats and the back seats are different. And <laughs> um, I wanted a red one, and I don't know what colour that one was, but it wasn't red. 
It does feel like sourcing an actual red larder might have been easier than, right, you've got to change the seats, you've got to spray it red, you've got to disguise the fact that it's two cars welded together. Yeah. Um, and then all I've written is, good God, what is Martin Jarvis wearing? What was Martin Jarvis wearing? I think it was his waistcoat. It was a very oh, interesting yes. sartorial choice. <laughs> We've had some very interesting... Everybody here has had... Uh, everybody in this episode has had... All the gentlemen in this episode have all had interesting sartorial choices. Mm, I think you're right. Starting with Tinker's Bow Tie. So, yeah. I mean, basically... So, they, so I think what happens here is that Charlotte and Lovejoy... But we don't know this. Both go round to the Bailey's house for dinner. Is mm. and, and Lovejoy and Bailey are, are plotting the robbery on this evening. But, I mean, they're plotting the robbery... In the most genteel manner. Oh, to they, they really are. They're like their smoking jackets with their brandies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So we shall traverse. It's a nice life, time. isn't it, really? If you can. Uh, you I know. mean, they don't look like they need to be robbing anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like. No, well, yes, exactly. Exactly. But you've got to remember that's how Bailey's got all his cash and his yeah. horses and his nice. Or, or, or as Pulver calls him, Bailey and the Bailiettes. Yes, his little, his little <laughs> kids and the horses. Horsey and, and he's got a, a Range Rover. That green Range Rover, which was the sort of ultimate 90s status symbol. Yes, we had an everybody had a trooper. Everybody had a green Range Rover. Oh. Um, and then so when Lovejoy and Charlotte leave their lovely evening with the Baileys and obviously so this by this point Lovejoy is like basically has a bit of a like a man crush on Bailey um, absolutely it's a bromance, lo- isn't it total it is a bromance proper old going, bromance proper bromance and so but obviously Charlotte knows that this is all part of a setup. to we're trying to set up Bailey um, because she's the sergeant's kind of dragged her into it as well and, she, and he, Lovejoy's saying to Charlotte he feels bad to set up Adam Bailey because <laughs> He's a nice man. But he's what? not a nice man. Come on. He really not, is not a nice he's man. He's literally but told Tommy you. Tommy says this all the time. He's just not a divvy of people, is he? He's not a divvy really of people. Not. He's really not. Literally, he's not a nice man. He's just explained to you in great detail how he's going to, like, rob people, steal from them. How does Lovejoy... Lovejoy sees through the most elaborate of fakes, but he doesn't see through... Bailey putting on the sweet smile and doing mm. the and basically putting on some smart clothes and having a nice smart office that middle class coat. and doing the maybe it just dazzles but, him. <laughs> but when he go when he goes in originally, you know, and and he's like he's he's saying uh, Bailey's saying, oh yes, well don't you worry about you know the cash flow. It's exactly what we're here for. And he he does that for he's obviously a good salesman. Mm. But Lovejoy must know because Lovejoy, as we have said, Lovejoy the character is a good. Actor, he yeah. must be able to see other people acting. Yes, yeah, and he doesn't. And time and time again, he's taken in, and often by women, but not always. Just by, he's very trusting, by people. charming people. But charm people, people are yeah. obviously a bit smarmy. You know, what I mean, like Adam Bailey has got all the charisma, but it's very like laid on thick, isn't it? And you mm, think that Lovejoy exactly. would see through it. It's very bizarre, like because yeah, he's not. He's literally not a nice man. And Lovejoy oh. sits there and goes, oh. Charlotte, I can't do it. And he's, bear in mind, so he's prepared, Lovejoy's prepared to call it off to say, I'm not going to set Bailey up. Which would be Tink in it. And himself, and Lovejoy. Yeah. He's yeah. prepared to, like, you know, go to prison, basically. Drop or them all in Go it. back yeah, to prison. He would. he would go back to prison. He's prepared to go back to prison because Adam Bailey, he thinks Adam Bailey's a nice man. But also, is it because he's been in prison? He doesn't want Adam Bailey to go to prison. He's like, you know what? This is a, a nice guy that maybe does things in a shady way. He's He's thinking that Bailey is... I guess he's thinking Bailey's a bit like him. Yeah. This is a but this is a guy. For Tink to get done. 
It's all, yeah. Well, he is at this point because he's furious because actually he's still one mad thing... Yeah, he just, I think, I think Tinky doesn't really sense. care. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that Lovejoy does value is loyalty. And actually, Tink has, as far as he sees it, A, been disloyal and B, been a bit of a coward because actually what Tink has done is just given in. I will say, I have learned over the past 65 episodes, Tink is a coward. He doesn't like He's a coward, of course he doesn't like He doesn't do ladders. He doesn't do... He thought he had a hernia at one point from lifting a... I mean, he really is a wuss, isn't he? He's the ultimate wuss. Yeah. But Tink now goes to... See Sadelsky. Give him the larder? Um, I didn't have a clue what well, was Well, sell him the larder. Yeah. Yeah, he's delivering the larder to him. And uh, he's trying to... He, he basically says, you owe me this. He says, it's not worth that. So he, then he says, oh, well, let's play chess for it. And Tinker mm. wins, which it actually was a bit unexpected. I have to say, I didn't necessarily know that Tinker would be into chess. Mm. We've seen chess sets before. I sort of knew Lovejoy was into chess. They had one in um, Day of Reckoning, didn't yeah. they? And he showed a in, genuine interest in the chess set. Um, yeah, then Bailey... I mean, it does seem a little bit... It does seem a bit daft, Tinker, to go and hang around in the way that he does. Just mm. seem a little bit daft. Uh, because at this point, Bailey comes in to give Sadelsky some cash, which is quite useful, quite useful seeing him doing that, right? We know this is definitely this is definitely a thing. Sees Tinker there. Obviously, he knows... Oh, it's just... Oh, the whole thing is... Anyway, go on. So, yeah, so... Obviously, yeah, Sadelsky turns... Sorry, Bailey turns up to give Sadelsky his cut, and then, yeah, like, it's confirmed. We know for certain now that they are in something together. Because oh, at this point, like... We don't actually know that. He's not... Nothing that Bailey has done has confirmed that they're connected at all. But he recognises Tinker, although he hasn't formally met Tinker. Let's face it, you could pick Tinker out. You're not <laughs> yeah, going to forget right. him where once you've seen him. Where does he Tinker from? They saw him at the auction house way back at the beginning. Tinker was there when uh, Charlotte's saying, oh, you know, do you have all of the... Um, oh, uh, yes, that's Do, do you right. have a record yeah. for each item and everything? And mm. Tinker's there um, basically sort of sniffing around. Or, or, and, and so, and as I say, let's. He, he does stand out. He doesn't blend in, does he, Tinker? No, he doesn't. No. So he says, and he basically puts two and two together and makes five because he says, well, I've seen you hanging around. Oh, you're trying to move in on my territory. Yeah. You're trying to, you know, take some of my trade off me. Yeah. And to be fair, Tink doesn't, like, disabuse him of this idea because he's like, oh, you know, anything you don't sell... You know, you yeah. can't sell all that stuff, can you? We can help you. So, well, I mean, what's he going to say at this point? No, I'm, I'm, what I'm actually doing is I'm trying to <laughs> help up, my yeah. mate to set you up. In but exchange, yeah, so then for, Bailey yeah. threatens Tink, um, and it's because he's way. not a nice man, he's not a nice man. He's not a nice man. He's a very bad man. But then Tink goes to tell Lovejoy what just happened. So he goes to tell Lovejoy, "Oh, look, you know, I saw Bailey, and he threatened me." But Lovejoy doesn't believe him I'm because sure they, this makes me sad. But he says the most horrible thing, which is not... He says, oh, it's just attention-seeking. Yeah. And that's nasty. That's mean. So he's got all this evidence mounting up. So basically, Bailey's a, a, a crook and a thief and a robber. Bailey threatened Tink. Then Charlotte explains to Lovejoy that um, Bailey had one over on her dad. Yeah. Because basically her dad had agreed to sell his stuff, but maybe it, it was, you know, some legitimate... Stuff that no, her dad was useless anyway. His dad was on the fiddle, and it's been alluded to in the past, doesn't it? That he would because Lovejoy yeah. always said he could do business with Sam Cavendish, and then Sarah, um, Charlotte came in and straightened everything out. Yeah, yeah. But Charlotte kind of has been sucked in, you know, one more time, basically because you know she kind of has to because obviously if she doesn't, 
Bailey can reveal what her dad used to do, I guess, or something. Yeah. Anyway, so basically, Lo- Charlotte then confirms, gives Lovejoy further evidence that Bailey is not a nice man. But Lovejoy is still... He still has this, this, this really strange blind spot when it comes to Bailey. So he's a thief sure criminal. I how plausible this, he's this was. It was going yeah. a bit far at this point. He's threatened Tink. He's trying to, you know, um, trick Charlotte. And yet Lovejoy's still saying, oh, no, but... No, but he's, he's probably nice all right. I like and him. He's, he seems he's a bit literally like on it. And he's literally on his way to the police to say, oh, I'm not going to set him is up. Is it because oh. Lovejoy is a divvy and therefore th- believes that he... Is Can't a get it of wrong. people when actually yeah. he isn't. Do you know what I mean? Is it, is there an element, or is he just too trusting? Is there something really lovely about it? I, I kind of get it to the point where you know, it's like obviously he's a bit of a crook, but then Lovejoy knows lots of people who are a bit of a crook, and he, he him included, Lovejoy included. Yeah, so like he's a nice, so he thinks oh, he's a nice man. He's a bit of a crook, but he's a pleasant man. He's a nice guy. He's got a lovely family, etc. As crooks go, he's a nice. He even crook. says, "Oh, they're a nice family," or whatever. Yeah, the so, Bailey's have tricked him. Do you know? I, I wonder kind of if that's what that. it is—the fact that he's mm. got daughters. I wonder if it's the fact that he's got kids and that and that they are daughters. And he's still with his wife; they haven't broken up. Remember know. that we remember that we did get that reference at the very beginning to um, Vicky. Vicky. So there's yeah. a, there's been a reminder that Lovejoy himself has a daughter, yeah. and she's still called Vicky. Yeah, yeah she hasn't changed her name. So, yeah, and I get that. So I kind of get that. But then when you start adding on, like I say, he's threatened Tink. He's basically sort of threatening Charlotte, saying mm. that you better let, make, let me do another auction with you. Um, and it takes the next instance. So then we then see Bailey driving around in his Range Rover and, he's, and, he's, and he spots Tink on his bike. And he basically chases Tink this down and knocks him off his bike. But in a way that actually he could have killed him. I've re- I thought I'd written quite a magnificent stunt, but now I read it properly, I've written quite a significant stunt. And because yeah. I'd forgotten at this point that Tink isn't a real person in real life, <laughs> I was probably like, oh my God! No! That's awful. The fictional see. man is badly hurt. That's a fictional man. It's come oh. off his bike in a really it, bad way. But it's yeah. really quite a bad way because Tink's in the hospital, so... Obviously, Love, Lovejoy goes to Lovejoy goes to the police station literally to tell them that he's not going to go through with his plan. Mm. And then Lovejoy's the sergeant... reaction to finding this out restored my faith in him. Mm. Well, I don't. I still don't know how he found out he was in the hospital because I'm written it down. The sergeant tells him as he comes in. So as Lovejoy is about to come in, the sergeant's going, "Oh, what? What happened? Oh, where? Give me the details." And he's taking a phone call clearly about something. Mm. And then Lovejoy comes in to see him and he says oh look before you say anything Tinker's fine and he goes what do you mean Tinker's fine so that's how he tells him he thinks Lovejoy's come in because of Tinker but really that's, Lovejoy's that, yeah coming that's how he finds out him. which is just as well because at that point Lovejoy's like right that's it it's back on again yeah um and and actually yeah which was which was quite interesting I, I think I was just really distracted because when they go to the hospital I thought there was a serious bit of product placement with the Cadbury's roses I mean they oh, had a yes. close, tight in shot yeah. on an old, obviously not old at the time. Are the BBC allowed to do that? Though? I was very surprised. It lingered on the Cadbury's roses for me. They looked. Or maybe it just maybe it's lingered because you were like, I want because I wanted roses. the old roses, not the modern I want, ones. I want the old roses from 1924. Thank you very much for the Cadbury's roses. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. We all know that one. Anyway, so like that. Anyway. Yeah, so the sergeant and Lovejoy, yeah, go to see Tink with a bunch of flowers and a box of roses. 
Um, and basically, Tink is being very... I mean, as we know, as we always said about the hernia thing, Tink likes to be overly dramatic yeah, about his health. he does. So he's like, he oh, obviously, to be fair, he's had a bad fall. He's got bruises and cuts and things. He, I don't know if maybe he's fractured something. We don't know exactly what he's done. Mm. But basically, he's like, I'm dying. He looks in my will, a My he's will is dying. under my bed. <laughs> I didn't oh, have time oh, to change so it when we sad. were having a row. I've left everything to you. <laughs> oh, now this bit does seem manipulative, I have to say. <laughs> This bit really is. At this point, he is attention seeking. Oh, but it's quite sweet because Tinker says, "Oh, I left you everything in my will. I, you know, I, I haven't changed it, even though we're not getting on." He said, "Anyway, who else would I leave it to? There's no one else." Poor Tink. Poor Tink. <laughs> so it means, but it means the plot's back on, and yeah, the back is on, going to over on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say it would be a bit of a boring ending to the episode if it was like. And then Lovejoy and Tinker sort of grudgingly make up, but neither of them do anything for the police, and the police yeah. just let them off. And so they yeah. go to Decker's. Decker's very nice house. Oh, can I just say, beautiful. Decker yes. basically lives in like a castle. Yeah. It's like a drawbridge. I mean, it's... oh yes, they go over the draw. I'd forgotten about that. Really, it's a probably... very beautiful house they're doing over. Yes, yeah. yeah. so doing think... over. I like. That's I don't know why I like your use of doing over. <laughs> really, but a then very for some, house. So they go and nick the stuff, but then for some reason. On the way back, so basically, you go and nick something, right? So your van or whatever is full of stolen goods, mm. right? Mm. Do you then go for an extended drive, a detour in your vehicle, which is full of stolen goods, which the police could they're falling in love, which the police could stop at any point? It's it's bizarre. It does seem a bit, but again, is that a sign of Bailey's arrogance? Maybe yeah. I, I think, think it is. I think Bailey has done this so many times, or or has done not necessarily this because he hasn't had an accomplice by the sound of it before. But Bailey is so self confident that he's he, he, yeah. He's, that he he's, thinks it, it doesn't matter if they take a, a long. It's that pride coming before a fall thing, round. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So basically, Bailey. So on this way after they rob Decker's house. Bailey tells Lovejoy about the Polish stuff. Obviously, Lovejoy already knows about it. Mm. Um, and basically, he's like, oh, I, you know, Bailey says to Lovejoy, oh, I want to know if I'm getting a good price for this Polish, these Polish relics or whatever. Can, yeah, can you come and have a look? Um, so they go to where we find out where <laughs> Bailey is keeping his Polish relics. Oh, yeah. Where else would you keep your Polish relics? On, On a canal barge. boat. We've had this before. We've had barges before. Didn't they move stuff on a barge in a previous I episode? And was that by Douglas Watkinson? They moved stuff on a barge oh, because maybe. they said, ex- but they said the same thing. Like no one's going to suspect. Yeah, uh, something moving at seven miles. They're an starting hour. to reuse. No, plot maybe twists. that's why Adam Bailey took such a like long route round. Maybe he was doing the same thing in his van. That yeah, he does with his barge. Like, if we go really slowly, yeah, no one's going to stop houses, us. Like, no one's going to think, "Oh, that's full of Nick's oh, stuff." Oh, it's 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 that pootling van, mm. and he and he sells most of it in Venice, a uh, Birmingham. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's where the canal goes. So the canal goes to Birmingham. <laughs> does, yeah, it's all those Campanile. <laughs> That Helen was had spent the whole episode knowing that that was gonna come in up to this a, a yes, option to up. say that, and she took to it, took it. Yes, they sell them on in Venice, Birmingham. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. So now we we know that. Um, but I just I thought, yeah, why have you gone on this detour anyway? So when they get back, they finally get back to Bailey's house, um, and. They take the stuff to put you know, in the garage. All the this is brilliant. This, this is almost properly. as good as well, I knew what was going to. Partly because I've seen mm. it before, but actually, you can guess what's going to happen. But having seen Pulver in the car yes, earlier I on, have guessed, actually, you're quite it right. was very similar. They go into the garage, 
Turn the lights on. All of the police are there. You're <laughs> all, of all the police. I think it's the whole of the Suffolk constabulary. Oh, maybe Absolutely. Do it properly made it was me brilliant. Do it. it was very funny. And yeah, so yeah, and they basically they nick him. And I think it's it's Decker even there. I'm not sure because all over it is that love to recall because Conrad Decker love to recall him Connie, which I thought yeah. was quite funny. No, he comes in later on and says, why is that man not behind bars? That's because right. at that point, Lovejoy's just using the phone, chatting away. But what, what he says at this point, which is great, because it's Lovejoy getting revenge, and it's that thing about don't screw over Lovejoy. Mm. Bailey looks at him. Bailey actually looks hurt. Yeah. And it is a bit sad, because it is the very much the end of the bromance. And he said, yeah. uh, that old fellow you knocked over on his bike, friend of mine. Yeah. Anna, you think, I love you so much. Yes. Like, you could push him so far, and then he... Yeah. He, he does the right thing in the end. Hurt his tinker, and that's it. That's it, that's the end. <sighs> which is why the, which is how the police nailed him in the first place, of course, because they knew, they, they mm. set him up by using tinker as bait, because they knew that he would actually do anything for tinker. And here he is at the end, framing this guy he's got to know for tinker. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And then they're at the police station, obviously, yeah, Decker turns up. And he knows that Lovejoy's been accused of robbing him. So he's like, what is he doing here? He's German, isn't he? I think I can't, I'm not going to try and do the accent. But he's like, why is he here? And he says, why is he drinking coffee and not hemlock? Yes, he's so poetic. I loved him. What a brilliant line. And Lovejoy manages to get back the thing that Decker nicked off him. Like, whenever oh, it was, yes. 15 years ago. Lovejoy really does hold a grudge. So that's another reason it's so nice he's got over it. Is his... it Romulus and Remus? I was trying to work out what it was. Was oh, it Romulus and Remus? Was oh, it? Yes, now you said that, I think. Yeah. I think that's what it was. It's a bronze, it isn't it? Like a little... Yeah. It's a bronze, but I with, think it's meant to be... With the wolf, isn't mm. it? With, yeah. Yeah. So basically, the, the police have arrested Bailey for nicking the staff, but Lovejoy hasn't told the police the other major thing that he found out, which is where Bailey keeps oh, the yes. Polish stuff. So Lovejoy calls Beth to tell her... Oh, yes. ...where the Polish stuff is. But then also Bailey also tells the police... Yeah, but Lovejoy's moved it. In but Lovejoy's moved it first, yeah. and that's brilliant. Lovejoy, and Lovejoy basically brilliant. tells the, the police turn up and sort of... Although is blackmailing the police really... <laughs> I mean, it's, probably, it's not really the done thing, is it? <laughs> no. It's slightly frowned on. The police turn up to return some of Lovejoy's stuff to him or something, and then Lovejoy says, oh, you know, I... The police are like, oh, yeah, now we know where the Polish stuff is too, we're going to go and get it. And Lodger's like, well, it's not there because yeah, I've got it. But again, he's admitting, no, I've just moved the stolen goods just that you're after. I, I mean, just basically again, nicked it. You go, dude, you're off the hook. Just don't push it, Flower. I know. And I then mean... he's, like, he's like, I'll tell you where it is. I'll tell you where I've hidden the Polish stuff if you give me back that piece that Decca nicked off me 15 years yeah. ago that I... It's and they do. Very... Yeah. And they do. They just say, but bear in mind, why have they got it with them? Why have they brought it to Lovejoy? Bear in mind that these are the same police who were quite willing to set up an elderly chap by planting yes. hash in a tit or whatever it was, what, also... whatever part of the artifact <laughs> it was, or whatever part of the. <laughs> Hiding hash in a tit. I mean, didn't it, wasn't it? Didn't have hide we all? The... Haven't we all? But... <laughs> But was wasn't it in the? It was in some. Um, <laughs> it was inside one of those things that he was showing well, the women's institute. Because this is what I wondered. Because I think Tink gets his like erotic back. Back, his, he does. But yeah. What because they can't the do hash? them for it. Like, did they? 
they just put it back in the evidence room to bring out to frame somebody else later on. I don't it's just their special planting framing. hash. That they planting hash. Planting, quite right, it's planting, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, there's a special drawer of, mm. you know, set-up hash. Yeah. And that was that. That was that. It was a, bit right. of a funny was ending, cool. really. Didn't didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue what was going on. Seven point five. I didn't find the ending <laughs> very pleasing. I'm not sure why. I just found it a bit. Nah. I nah. I didn't not enjoy it. Like I did enjoy it, and there were definitely bits that made me really react, like with shock or delight or whatever. But I still didn't really understand it, so I'm going to give it a seven point five. There was once again, so I did understand it, but or I understood most of it and understand all of it, but I never do. Uh, that's not saying anything for the writer or the episode. Um, it's just, I don't know. There was a lot of unnecessary, unnecessarily complicated mm. ways of going about things that would have been a damn sight easier, but admittedly made a less interesting episode. But given that this is supposed to be people pretending to be someone else in real life, <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh, well, we'd better do this because otherwise the people watching at home are going to be disappointed if we as police. <laughs> yeah. It was, I don't know, I'm not prepared to suspend my disbelief to the to that level. And there was also, I feel like you needed a degree in psychology to be able to actually do all of these setups and know exactly how the people were going to respond, yeah. and they did every time. And we've said this before, possibly about Douglas Watkinson's episodes, which I really like. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. So I'm going to give it a seven. You are making a lot of assumptions about, yeah, what people will do and relying yeah. on them to do exactly what you think they will do in response to what, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually really enjoyed it, I think, because I. Because for once I completely got what was going on, like straight away, like when Tink was. Maybe, maybe this means that Helen is secretly some sort of fence. Like she totally got it. She knew exactly what was going on like, from the beginning. This is what I do. This she... is what I do. <laughs> this is how I make my living. This is my bag. I know this. This is my bag. So you know, I actually really enjoyed it. I think the only thing that really annoyed me was I didn't get quite why Lovejoy was so in love with Bailey mm. in the face no. of mounting evidence. Bailey was very charming, and and I think I think it was the thing with the kids. There's that bit where he lifts his daughter over the fence, yeah. and you know, and all of that. And he he is a loving and Lovejoy does say at one point, oh, he's a good family man. Lovejoy's not prepared to set up a family man, and I think I think that's why we got that daft. A, for comic effect, but also for mm. this, the tennis racket and the reference to his daughter at the beginning is a yeah. reminder that yeah. actually, even though he wasn't always very good at it, Lovejoy is a family man. He He's constantly protecting other people's daughters in the in the episode um sugar and spice when he's protect when he's protecting the the girl and then there's the one with julius swaller when he's protect he I, I think that's what it is i think it's the fact that he's got daughters yeah or maybe he was looking at it and thinking well that could have been my life and i've gone down mm. a slightly different route so i don't really want that man's life i'm not to... going to judge yeah. i'm not going to judge someone else for what they're yeah. doing yeah yeah, maybe. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more than you two for once, and I'm going to give it eight. Ooh, oh, wow. That's a mark from Helen. Excellent. Okay. I was going to say, that is, it is. Did we learn anything? I learned a little bit about that just because I went and read about it uh, as a result of this, about where Poland was in that period yes. where I realised I knew nothing. Yeah. There was the, that transition period. Because I went to Poland, and it was a trip I went on with school, and I thought, oh, I want to travel. It was brilliant. We we went on this ridiculous Polish train. And it was great. But but this was still... And I tell you what really made me think about that trip. You know that comment where he said, oh, we need colour in Poland? Yeah. I When I went to Poland, 
and in 1999, I thought this was very f- funny at the time. We, we woke up in the morning and we'd gone from Berlin into Poland and we'd only been woken up. We'd been woken up by like police dogs to show up because it wasn't in, you know, yeah. we were crossing a border, show our passports, all that. Woke up the next morning, pulled the shutter up and my friend just went, it's grey. And I said, what? And he said, Poland. Wow. And I remember that line because I wrote about it because I wrote an article for the school newspaper about how funny it was that, you know, as I said, Scott is clearly really unimpressed by Poland. It's grey. What is Poland? That actually, I don't, I didn't realise that that was actually probably a correct thing. Yeah. This, the line in this of we need colour in Poland, it, Poland kind of was grey. Oh, it's sad. And, and now it's that it's in now. the, no, it's no. not at all. Absolutely. But it just looked, and I, I remember, I had never really been anywhere anyway at, 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 at that age. I'd sort of been to France a couple of times and Ireland, and that was about it. But I, I remember, and, and the US that one time when I ended up in a hurricane, that's another story. <laughs> but um, I'd, um, I remember looking out the window and just thinking, God, this place is depressing. I'd never been anywhere that looked, it just looked tired and sad. And I probably lived in Bradford. And I, and I lived in Bradford. <laughs> and I'd seen, and I'd been to Buttershaw. But, I know, well, exactly. No, it it just seemed, it just felt a little bit bleak as a place, and I'm not sure why. And I've been back into various cities in Eastern Europe now that are absolutely booming and are beautiful, and they're so colourful, and the mm. cities are gorgeous, but it was these suburbs as you came into Krakow. And I know you always see the bad bits on the train anyway, but that this just reminded me so much of that, the whole, oh, I want a bright red one because we need lots of colour in Poland. Yeah. And I do actually remember Poland, that was the late 90s, yeah. being... Great. Well, I went to so Skopje in Macedonia. What's it called now? North Macedonia. In North Macedonia. In, in, yes. I think it would have been 1999 as well. And yeah, that was the same. It was just the so grey and yeah. bleak. So we learned that wanting a red larder, you know, it sounds funny, like it was funny in the programme, but it's not really funny. No. And it's because he makes the point, doesn't he? He's like, oh, you know, because I think they're like, a larder? Like, that's literally a Polish car. Yeah. He's like, yes, but they're, they're all sold to to you Westerners and we don't have any left in Poland. <laughs> I don't know. It was interesting. It filled in that gap for me because obviously when I watched this as a teenager, I didn't go, oh, I'm going to go and read about Poland. But at this point, <laughs> I went and read about Poland and realised actually quite how recent, because Poland has the most awful history yeah. actually it has such a sad yeah history of just being passed around between assholes yeah. yeah yeah you know or at the time not saying they but over those periods the nazis i think mm. we can agree they were assholes yeah. stalin bit of an asshole yeah you know and, and poor old poland has always been in the middle of all of this so it was mm. it was historically interesting i've talked for far too long about that i learned that lovejoy and tinker are both really good at chess <laughs> I've said I learned it's clever to move stuff about by a canal barge. I thought we've learned we have learned that in a previous. As long as you want to take it to Birmingham, but (laughs) yeah, or Venice. But then I've also written, which we didn't mention at all in our entire discussion of this episode, and I can't now remember why I wrote it down, but I think it was a place name. I've written down. I also learned that I had heard the word furlough prior to twenty twenty. I think maybe Benedict Farm, where Adam Bailey lives, maybe the village is called Little It's called Furlough Great Great Furlough or yeah. something. Yeah. Ah, okay. Oh, well, there you go. I had heard that word before. It doesn't mean the same thing. Um, antiques of the week. 
I think well, I've you... already said yeah. I would like Martin Jarvis reading Just William on yes, tape. Yes, lovely. Mine is definitely, I would like, please, a cut and shut larder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, so yes, I want the larder. And what are you having? Um, I am obviously going to have 1994 Cadbury's Roses when they were actually oh, of good. When they were Another good. Another good choice. Another good choice. It did make Very me good. feel really nostalgic seeing that packaging as well. I still haven't been to the... Where was it that you guys went? The Museum of Brands or something? Yes. Oh, yeah. it was so good. I we should go. go there. Yeah, I must go. When you Let's spoke about go. it before, I was like, oh, we should have a trip. Yes. Yeah. We should do. I thought you were going to say Cadbury World. I mean, that's another good <laughs> Oh, Sorry, I've never been to Capri World. World. Oh, it's what? I love it. It's for I mean, it's sort of for kids, but I don't care. You get to eat loads care. of chocolate. Yeah, we could go. I mean, it's tenuous, but we could go. We could <laughs> well, we go. don't we have to. Go. Everything we do in our friendship doesn't have to be stew with love joy. I was about to say we could just, yeah, we could just go. But there's normally a connection somewhere. <laughs> You can find a tenuous link in most things. Yeah, yeah. they showed some Cadbury's once in Lovejoy, so we can go to Cadbury's. Well, so we can definitely go there. Yes, I like And it's near Birmingham, so... You know. Yeah, near Birmingham. I wish I could remember which one they stopped doing. Is it Strawberry Cream? Anyway, they stopped doing one and I got very obsessed about it. Then again, Quality Street aren't the same anymore either, so... <laughs> what are you going to do? I hope they still do Strawberry Cream, because right, that was no, my I think they, still, they still do the Strawberry Cream. I think they stopped the Coffee Cream... But oh then, yes, they stopped the coffee but, cream. They did, and that was years think, ago. And I love. But then that. I think they may have brought it back at least for a while because everyone was like bemoaning oh, its loss. I love coffee cream. That was. I my just favorite. like all of them, and long, long as they're not. Except hard. it wasn't my favorite. The strawberry cream was my favorite, as I've already stated. But the coffee cream is a close second. <laughs> oh, I want some old school roses. I like now. all of these things. Yeah, Em, you've definitely got the best one. I, I, I imagine they had sort of like flavourings and colourings in them that you're not allowed to have now. You know, like Smarties. Maybe. If you get a packet oh, yeah. of Smarties now, it looks, they look really, really odd. Anyway, Pale. They're just pale, yeah. aren't they? Pale, anemic Smarties. And I was literally about to say anemic Smarties and you <laughs> said too, exactly actually. the same thing. <laughs> so if you two would like to listen to more discussion of anemic Smarties, you can join us online at <laughs> You could tell me what, what your favourite Cadbury's Roses rose is. From the nineties, uh, often now, or any time, and in any era, I like the of orange, any era orange on, cream. On, on the Twitter. Mm. I'll be on. I'm going to ask it when this goes out. I need to remind myself to put a very important poll on the Twitter, asking you. people for their favourite uh, Cadbury's Roses rose. Oh, I wish I hadn't started thinking about it now. I know. Um, you can also support us in our effort to offset eating several Cadbury's <laughs> roses uh, when we it's run true. the Royal Parks Half Marathon in October 2021. Fingers crossed. I'm sure it'll be fine. I've actually, I've genuinely, genuinely started my training now and it's not as bad yep. as I thought it was. It's fine. I can run, run in inverted commas. I can jog for half an hour without stopping, which I didn't think I could do. So I definitely think that's worth a fiver. Come yeah. and um, if you mine is as bad as I thought it was, and I cannot run, but I will still do <laughs> it. We will just... complete the course. We I will might complete the yomp course. some of it, basically. Yeah, <laughs> be, Helen will go really quick, and then she'll wait for us at the end, and then I'll come, and then Polly will go really quick, but then I'll catch up with her, and then yeah. I'll sort of drag Polly along, yeah. and then yeah. me and Helen will push her over first as she wins. That's how we yeah. can do that. I'll just That's wait just before the finish line. Um, eating <laughs> some chocolate. Watch and tutting. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be like, I could what have time do you call this? A sub two hour, but no. 
I'm going. For, I'm going for yeah, under two hours. I'm going for under two hours. Ah, uh, you can do it, Helen, easily. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so to sponsor us, you can go to lovejoyactually yes. com forward slash Trinity, and you can find out why we're raising money for Trinity Hospice. Um, or like I said, come and join us online at Lovejoy A Pod because we'll put the link in our bio and I'll Ooh. put it in the show notes as well. Fantastic. Um, and if you would like to support our incredibly hard work, because it is <laughs> hard work, really. When it will end us all the hard work. I say endless yeah. hard work. <laughs> if you'd like to support only me <laughs> then come and join us on patreon um we'll give you some cocktail recipes and new bingo cards and oh yes we Got will because uh, we're getting near to it now we will do some sort of um celebratory Zoom ending with our patrons won't we? yeah yes. for sure um uh, then I got distracted because I started feeling sad about the fact this whole project's coming to an end. But I know we'll find ways. There's to lots just of ideas to extend it. I, I wouldn't worry too much. Keep and if you have any it. ideas, please tweet us. Yes, oh, yeah. that's true. Oh, good ideas idea. for one-off specials that we can do. Um, so thank you for joining us this episode, and we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.